Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Age of Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, and joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Dude, it's football talk, bro. How do you think I'm doing? Well, I'm hoping you're as excited as I am because it's football talk. Heck yeah, bro. Let's do this. Yes, sir. Let's get down to business, starting with the college football top 25 scores from this last week, shall we? Let's do it. All right, starting off, number one, Tennessee had their offense stymied by number three, Georgia's vaunted defense, losing in Athens 27-13. Ohio State battled the rain and Northwestern as they struggled to a 21-7 victory. Excuse me. Number four, Clemson went to South Bend looking to bolster their playoff chances, only to lose 35-14 to Notre Dame. Number five, Michigan made it easy work of the of Rutgers, winning uh, 52-17. Alabama lost again, this time down on the Bayou, 32-31 to number 10, LSU, in overtime. Number 7, TCU, won a hard-fought game against Texas Tech, 34-24. Oregon absolutely demolished Colorado, 49-10. Number 9, USC, found themselves having a game against California, winning a close one, 41-35. Number 12, UCLA, got into a shootout in the desert, winning 50-36 against Arizona State. Number 24, upset I'm sorry, number 24, Texas. There we go. Let's say who it was. Uh, Texas upset Kansas State, who was number 13 at the time, 34-27. Number 14, Utah took care of business, 45-20 over Arizona. Number 15, Penn State bounced back nicely with a 45-14 win over Indiana. Of course, Penn State, as we know, lost last week to Ohio State. Or the previous week, because technically we're back basically into the next week already. But, you know. Number 16, Illinois was upset at home by unranked Michigan State. And for some reason, I didn't put the score. Nice. My bad. <laughs> Number 17, oh. North Carolina <laughs> test, uh, was tested by Virginia, winning 38, uh, 31-28. Number 18, Oklahoma State kept going back, or keeps going backwards, as they lost to number, unranked, sorry, it's unranked Kansas. They're not ranked anymore. 30 to, uh, 37-16. Number 19, Tulane keeps rising up the ranks with a 27-13 win over Tulsa. Number 20, Syracuse is also going backwards as they lost 19-9 to unranked Pitt. Number 21, Wake Forest lost to number 22, NC State, 30-21. And uh, number 23, Oregon State's top 25 set appears to be short-lived as they lost to Washington, 24-21. 
And number 25, UCF, Central Florida, that is. Beat Memphis, 35-28. Koopa, your thoughts? Man, I'm glad Oregon State's out of it. How you going? I'm not. I would have liked another 25 <laughs> victory for us if, if we went out here. Well, I mean... You know, we beat Washington this week because they're top 25 ranked. And then next week, we beat Utah, who's another top 25 ranked team. And then hopefully, we finish it off with the Beavers back in the top 25, another top 25 ranking. That helps us get into the playoff that way. That is true. Plus, then if we win the Pac-12, we'll be usually it'll probably be against another top 25 opponent, whether it's UCLA or SC, uh, because they will be the ones probably playing for it. Because Utah um, will have suffered their second loss if they lose to us next week, not this weekend, but the next weekend. Yeah. But uh, anything surprise you over the weekend, bro? Uh, Georgia, man. Georgia once again? As usual. Uh-huh. Like, what the hell? Uh, Tennessee was, I think, the top-ranked offense going into this, going up against the top-ranked defense. Right. But as we like to say, defense wins championships, and a good defense usually beats a good offense. So. Exactly. So that was the case there. How about, though, Alabama losing again? First time they've been... With two losses this technically early in a season. <laughs> You're just happy about this one, that's all. I am, but you, that's still. You just want to talk about it, that's all. What's wrong know, with that? What's wrong with Nick Saban? What's going on down there? What's wrong with Nick Saban? What's going on? Probably not cheating anymore in his recruiting. <laughs> but, because uh, <laughs> he doesn't seem to have that good of a recruiting class anymore. Man, I mean, I'm surprised though, because the way LSU started this year is looking bad, but now all of a sudden they're hard to beat. And, yeah. Especially down on the bayou. It's really hard to beat down. In the bayou. Man, it's really hard to win down there in the bayou. Down there in the bayou. Down in the bayou, go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, LSU's probably going to possibly be a two-loss team that makes the playoff the way good. they're going. Because they, they are in the driver's seat now. They just got to win out and win the SEC title, and they might actually end up being in the playoff. We'll see what Maybe happens. number four or something like that, but as long as Oregon doesn't have to play Georgia in a rematch, we'll be okay. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the best game of the weekend, though, may have been in Dallas as SMU and Houston about blew up the scoreboard. They combined for an NCAA single-game regulation record of points as they totaled 140 altogether in a 77-63 game won by the Mustangs. They beat the old record of 137 points set by Pittsburgh and Syracuse back in 2016. And that game, Pittsburgh beat Syracuse 76-61. They were still six points short of the overall point record for a game that was set in 2018 by Texas A&M and LSU that went to seven overtimes. Bro, that's just crazy, man. That's like some... That's like some video game shit right there. Right? It's talk about, we're, you know, we're supposed to be getting the NCAA football game back next year. They're already excited for it. They're well, already showing. Can we do it? Can we, do it? <laughs> can can we, we just do, do it? it now? I mean, my goodness, bro. That was unbelievable. I mean, poor Houston. Just put up one more touchdown and we got the record, man. Right. It's a record. I mean, but 140 points in regulation? That's just crazy, dude. I, I mean, even if I'm freaking SMU, man, I'm still firing my defensive coordinator, just like Houston needs to fire the defensive coordinator. After that, them boys probably going home. They all going to sleep because, you know what? <laughs> they tired. Yeah, there was no partying after that blowout victory. Because <laughs> they're all, especially for the defense and offense, both were both like, we're so exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Just terrible. Crazy, man. Crazy. All right, so Ducks fans, we got a problem. It appears to be happening again. 
Not Houston? No, not Houston this time. It's Oregon. <laughs> it's Hudson. We have a problem. Hudson, we have a problem. A high-profile Southern college job has opened up again and near the top of the college's wish list is for a head coach, which would be the current head coach at Oregon. Dan Lanning has already righted the ship at Oregon after a disaster start against Georgia, but could he be bailing soon? Auburn has, a head, has the head coach on their short list, and some are hearing that there may be mutual interest between the two. As Duck fans, we've been dealing with this for close to a decade now, as Willie Taggart bailed on us after one year. Then as jobs came open, Mario Cristobal's name kept popping up until he finally left for his alma mater uh, when they came calling for him to come home. And now potentially we could be looking at another one and done in Eugene. Though he did come out this week and said that he does not plan on leaving anytime soon. But for me, actions speak louder than words. So, Cooper? Exactly, because we've seen what Mario Cristobal said too. Uh -huh. So, uh, and, but what I really got to say about this is do it and you'll be cursed. Because look what happened the last two coaches that left. Yeah, Taggart has suffered extremely, um, quite a lot. He did not succeed in uh, Florida State. I think he only lasted two years, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think he's actually been fired from Florida Atlantic recently, too. So even a small school he hasn't done well in. Yeah. And then Miami was looking like it had a great recruiting class and seemed to be poised to at least make some noise in the ACC, but have done pretty much nothing all year. Mm-hmm. So um, I think they still have to like win out just to be bowl eligible this year. Yeah. And that's not a good start. Because at least when Cristobal took over for Taggart, we were still bowl eligible the next next year. Right. Um so and then Danny and Danny Landing is looking like he's well, we are bowl eligible now, but I mean what appeared to be possibly a nice run towards a playoff after the hard until we had that hard kick in the teeth by Georgia, now it's looking like we still might have a chance for the playoff. If not, we're at least gonna have a good chance to get back into the Rose Bowl. Which is our, you know, our typical bowl game that we want to be in anyway. So yeah. So I mean, this is. Ugh, I hate it, dude. Because Oregon's just they they keep suffering with this, dude. Yeah. And uh, I, I'd like a coach to just stick around. I would build too. a team. Build, you know, build. Because you're not just dealing with athletes. You're dealing dealing with student athletes. Uh huh. Okay, and when you commit to a school, you expect to go play for that coach. Right. And if if money sways you that easily, it's it's pretty bad, dude. Yeah. See, I never give a hard time to coaches who want to try their coaching ability on the next level. Yeah. Which is why stupid. I didn't which why I didn't get so upset that Chip Kelly left for Philadelphia. Because yeah. he's like, well, I've been doing so good offensively here. I want to see how my offense does. At the big boy level. So I can understand that. You want to try. You, you can't sit there and have a regret going, well, I never tried, and now I kind of regret. Well, he took that opportunity. It worked for a little bit in Philadelphia until it started falling apart because, unfortunately, his way of coaching was inventive for the NFL, but it was hard on the players, and the players were like, well, we're men, and we're making money. You can't treat us like this. We're not kids. We're not 18, 19, 20-year-olds. Yeah. you got to treat us like men because we have mortgages, we have families, we have all that right now. You know, and of course now college kids can say the same thing because now they're getting paid anyways and not NIL, but I'm just yeah. saying, you, you, you kind of get a little bit more respect where you didn't say you earn respect from an 18, 19, 20-year-old because, you know, they still feel like they're kids. 
when you're now making money, have a mortgage, a family, and all that, now you think to get respect, you got to give respect. You know, I don't just because you're my coach, that's fine. But you also still got to treat me like a normal human being. You can't sit there and treat me like some little subordinate. I think that's the biggest problem with with uh, sports. Period. Mm -hmm. Is some of these coaches they they don't know how to treat people the right way. Mm -hmm. And then when shit leaks like it did with Urban Meyer. Yeah, there's that. I mean, you can treat children and kids how you know. I, I'm not saying you should treat them that way, but that's what they do. And then when you go from the college level to mm. the NFL, there's no way because you, you're playing with men now. Yeah, you're, you're so, talking to men. I mean, granted, you're 18, you're considered adult in our society, but at the same time, you're still yeah. kind of... Because even now at 36, I still feel like I'm closer to being a child myself than I am an adult. It, because I mean I don't have family and stuff like that. You do. I'm sure. So you feel more mature, way more mature on a level than me because you, you have kids. You know. I know we both have this mortgage, but I'm just saying. It's, it's just priorities are yeah, different. Priorities. Responsibilities are different, and you know. You know when you when you have a family and you have things to actually you know take care of. Yeah. You've got to make sure that's secure and. Mm -hmm. You know, along with that, you know, um, I can only imagine what it feels like for a athlete not knowing if you're going to be able to stay on the team, right? Not knowing if you're going to get injured, whatever's going to happen, you've got to be able to deal with that and still be able to pay your bills. So. Absolutely. So it's going to be interesting. And I mean, we all know the college level, mm -hmm. the insurance level, the insurance with them. We've seen documentaries about it about how college level athletes don't have insurance and things like that. Right. So they're playing, you know. Yeah, I mean, they're literally playing for free. Yeah. Were, anyways, but now NIL kind of. Yeah, now, now they've got that. <laughs> the so. NIL helps a lot, so. But yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's, you know, you got, you got to respect where you get, you got to give respect if you want respect uh, at the pro level. Yeah. You can kind of, you're not really, you really shouldn't treat 18, 19, or 20 year olds that badly, but at the same time, you can kind of, you, you got a little bit more leeway because, you know, at, your philosophy is probably like, well, I'm trying to help you prepare for the NFL. Yeah. I'm trying to make you more of a man than you were in high school because, you know, you made a big, big boy on campus in high school. Well, now you're at our level. You ain't a big boy on campus no more. So you got to, you know, you kind of got to refresh and get your mind right and then get ready for the NFL because you also won't be the big fish in a little pond unless you're just an athletic freak you know and those are very rare to find athletic yeah. freaks who can just kind of dominate no matter what level they're on i mean look at um jadavion uh, Clowney. you know he was a freak in college at south carolina but yet his career hasn't gone the way you would have thought for a number one overall pick because his he wasn't so freakishly athletic that it made that it trans um translated to the nfl and yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like T.J. Watt or Christian McCaffrey. Right. They, you know, you come to the NFL and you're just already ready to go. So. Right. So, but hopefully Oregon, hopefully landing stays. But yeah, we'll see. man, we'll see what happens with it. Yeah. Uh, it's like I said, it's frustrating to be an Oregon fan when you know that it's like okay, if if our team's not that great, why you guys keep coming after our coaches? Right. 
Yeah. All right, you ready to move talk talk about the big boys now? Let's do it. Speaking of the big boys, so on Thursday night football last week, the Eagles kept their winning streak going with a 29-17 win over the Texans. The Dolphins remained undefeated in game started and finished by Tua as they battled the Bears to a 35-32 win. The Raiders blew another big lead in a game this weekend, this time to the Jaguars as they blew a 17-0 lead and lost 27-20. The Rams had kept Tom Brady and the Buccaneers out of the end zone for a majority of the game, but their offense failed to melt the clock completely. The defense went soft, and Brady led another game-winning touchdown drive in a 16-13 win at home. In a battle of former Duck quarterbacks, it would be Justin Herbert and the Chargers getting a 20-17 win over Marcus Mariota and the Falcons. The Bengals scored 35 points in the first half and put it on cruise control as they coasted to a 42-21 win over the Panthers. Uh, the Lions' terrible defense actually held Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers to 9 points as they won 15-9. Picked off Rodgers twice in the red zone. Holy crap, dude. Rodgers just ain't he don't care anymore. He really doesn't. He doesn't <laughs> seem like he cares at all. The Patriots made easy work of the Colts as they lost 26-3. The Jets pulled a huge upset with a 20-17 win over the Bills. The Vikings had to come back against the Commanders, but they did and won 20-17. The Seahawks continued to shock everyone um, as they were able to handle the Cardinals 31-21. Patrick Mahomes does what he does best as he led the Chiefs to a win over the Titans on Sunday Night Football. And on Monday Night Football, the Ravens ran all over the Saints in New Orleans 27-13. Koopa, your thoughts? Crazy, bro. Crazy. Yeah, man. That that Jaguar game. I mean, I don't mean to be a homer. I mean, come on. But you know, this guy. I mean, you know, come on. Captain Homer of the Jaguars. Go Jags. <laughs> I mean, man, you come back from seventeen down. That's impressive. Whether you're the Jaguars or not. I think, really, honestly, too, a lot of people are expecting a winning season right off the bat. It's like, no, man, yeah. no. We gotta, we gotta. Because we went from pretty much the worst team in the league now to at least we're winning some games. Yeah. And and, and the games we're losing, we're not we're not losing to the point where it's like a blowout. A blowout. Yeah. And it was like it's not even you like, know worth it to watch the game. Right. You know they've been in almost pretty much every game. Have won games. Uh, you know came back. Plus Trevor Lawrence, I kind of feel like. This is more like his rookie year, what we expected for his rookie year, than his rookie year was last year, because I feel like he wasn't really pushed properly like he should have been yeah. from the year prior, because it felt like, you know, with everything going on with Urban Meyer and, and that whole issue that they were having with the, with him, I feel like it kind of actually put him back in his development, I just can't rather even, than moved I, him forward. To me, I can't even believe it. Somebody of Irvine's caliber, as far as being a coach goes, yeah, I can't believe all that happened, dude. As, to me, it's like it's what insane. The hell, bro! It's definitely insane and a shocker to say the least. So, um, but yeah, so but the Lions, though, dude, their defense has like been almost dead last in every category, and they shut down the Packers and held them to nine points. Yeah, that's dude. shocking. Yeah, that's crazy. And uh, Aaron Rodgers is just like one foot in the door, one foot out, and he just he don't care anymore, man. Yeah, I don't think. And he does. Uh, I, he's, I don't know, he's like Uncle Rico now. <laughs> and then, I, I, my homeboy, bro, my homeboy does it, does it again. 
He just does things. He's crazy. He had a third and 17 in that fourth quarter that he needed, and he couldn't find nobody, and he just took off scrambling, and he got 20 yards on it. And I'm just sitting there going, okay, sure, that's Patrick Mahomes again. He just does it, man. He just he just figures it out. It's just crazy because, you know, you know, I used to hate on him. But, yeah, you did. Um, to see what that man can do on the field, it's – it's phenomenal, dude. It's crazy. And uh, and because he's not actually a true running quarterback, that's yeah. why you're okay with him. Exactly. <laughs> I don't like running quarterbacks. Which is why... Like, there's no point in having a quarterback that can run better than he can throw. It's like, it's why if the, you can run and throw, I'll give it to you. Like, Mike Vick, he can do both. You know? And, I mean... But he still will never like Lamar Jackson. No. And that's just not because he's a raven. That's <laughs> just because he looks like a freaking pit bull, dude. You see his face? Well, I mean, he you know, me. that would have been good for Michael Vick in the dogfighting ring. But, you know. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. I know you've been cleared. You've done your time for that, but still. Kind of had to throw that in there. All right. Let's move on. So after getting blown out by the Patriots, the Colts fired head coach Frank Reich. Not long after that, the team fire, oh, fired. Hired. Former center Jeff Saturday to be the interim head coach. The move was met with major criticism from uh, from, the, from the media, as Saturday has no coaching experience above high school level. Cooper, I'm gonna not. I'm gonna avoid the racial tone that a lot of people went with from the media. Let's just talk about the experience. Let's just get that way. Experience level of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. Not good. Right. Um, kind of a shoddy decision on their part. But if they, as an organization, have confidence in this guy, then we'll see what happens. We will. Uh, I, I'm in the boat where it's like, why would you bring in somebody with no level experience of higher than high school? Granted, I love Saturday. Saturday is a great guy. He's, you know, he did a lot for the Colts organization. He helped, you know, Peyton Manning win a Super Bowl. You know, he had that one year in Green Bay. They didn't, unfortunately, do anything. So that was basically it for him. But, uh, you know, but it was a help at the time because they needed a center for Aaron Rodgers in that offense. And then, you know, he goes off, you know, he does what basically every offensive lineman does after they retire, drops 40 pounds, looks great, and he becomes a commentator, mostly for ESPN as an analyst and yeah. with that. You know, he has, but he wasn't like in a booth or anything, you know, he was just helping out on NFL Live and whatnot. And, um, but again, it's like, why didn't you just hire somebody off your, off your coaching staff that you currently have who already knows everything about the team? And just let him just be interim head yeah, coach. Yeah, like mid-year. It's, it's not good. It's, there's no point in bringing in Jeff Saturday now. You're just basically having him there because you just want a name. You can't just do it because he's got the name. Because of what he means to your team. I did like what somebody said. They pretty much feel like Jim Irsay like walked out onto the field, looked at the ring of honor, and just saw Jeff Saturday's name and just went, Hey, I'll hire Saturday. <laughs> One other person is like, well, maybe I, he tried to call Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning didn't want to do it. <laughs> and there's that. So it's just like, 
So he's just like, well, then Saturday, we'll call Saturday and we'll see what he does. And, <laughs> you know, it's just, I'd just rather have you done anybody else on the coaching staff and then just let the, you know, let the year play out like that. I just, I feel bad because if this is Saturday, ends up being Saturday's one chance, he's probably not going to get another shot after this because it's just, it's a no-win, really, situation for Saturday because unless you manage to make this team get a playoff run and a playoff push deep, it means nothing for you in your coaching, possible coaching career. You're just basically holding... Well, I think if you make it to the playoffs, that, that says it, it might. It will help, but, but you yeah. have to, and I just don't see that happening with Indianapolis. Yeah. It, they have no idea. They have no quarterback now because Matt Ryan is technically hurt, and they're starting to see what they have with Sam Ellinger. Ellinger's not really that great of a quarterback, unfortunately, and it's it's kind of just like, what are we doing? Yeah. Why didn't... If, if Saturday was that wanting to coach, why not have tried to get on with a college program or try to get on as a, I mean, I know they said he's been uh, at camps helping out, you know, they call him an analyst for the team and whatnot, you know, just kind of help out with everything, but, you know, it is what it is on that. Sorry, Grandma, I can't talk to you right now. We're in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> um, but it's just, I don't know, it's kind of, it's a little off and but like it's, I said, we're it's trying a strange to, move, but yeah. we'll see what happens with it. Um, but I'm not getting anywhere near the racial not, stuff. He's not going to do anything. Um, like you said, it's just it's just a filler. It's a name. Yeah. So there you go. All right, and finally, we're going to talk about OBJ. Oh man. <laughs> so the bidding war for OBJ is about to heat up. Reports that he could be cleared as early as the end of this week. So possibly today, he could be cleared for football activities. Um, or sometime early next week. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones made his intentions known that he would like to have OBJ in a Cowboys jersey. The Packers are also said to have interest, and of course the Rams would welcome him back as well. It's also been floated that the Giants would be interested in a reunion, and the Bills are also contenders for OBJ. And then I also saw a report earlier that the Niners have also reported interest in OBJ. For the love of God, you go to the 49ers, I'm going to kill myself over that. Yeah, dude. What the hell? Yeah, they just got McCaffrey. If they get OBJ, that's just like, no. Uh, I'm done with you. No. <laughs> I'm done with you, OBJ, after that. You go to be San Francisco, I'm done with you. Yeah. Go anywhere else. You could be a cowboy for all I care. You got us a ring. But if you go to my rival, my division rival. Hell, I don't even want to be a cowboy. I don't either, but I'm just saying. I'd rather him go there. Than to be my division rival. Yeah, true. Division rival. Thank you for the Super Bowl, bro, but don't go up to San Francisco. Yeah. Go anywhere else. Go be a Patriot for all I freaking care. Don't go to my division rival. Yeah. But anyways, Cooper, what else? Whatever, whatever thought else you got on that. Go ahead. Ah uh, man, I don't know. He might go back to to the Rams, dude. I mean, it seemed like. He was welcome to come back, and, you know, I seen Cooper Cup had posted a photo on social media with him, mm -hmm. and he's clamoring for him to come back, so maybe we'll see him back as Ram. I mean, I would love to see him come back. We definitely need but him. But we know it's going to be a money-hungry bid. Yeah. And whoever gives him the most money, you know that's probably where he's going to go. Probably. I mean, I understand. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him go go to the Packers, 
only for the sole fact that, you know, I mean, I you know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a number one. I understand so. that, but my problem with him going there is then he is the number one, and he has no help. There's nobody on his level in talent. Well, that's true. Too. And they're just going to double the crap out of him. Yeah. You know, at least, because that's what made it work here in Los Angeles with us. Other you than guys the, have. we had Cup. We had, and Jefferson was also a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't just double OBJ like you could in Cleveland. There was nobody on his level. I Granted, I love um, Landry, Jarvis Landry. He was a pretty good player. Yeah. So I get that. But at the same time, he still wasn't up, he's not up to that level. Cup is obviously up to that level, which is why, obviously. which is why Cup <laughs> led the league in everything, was the first Triple Crown winner since like the 90s in receiving. And, you know, so I could just, it's like, it's easier to go there. Dallas would be the same way, and that's why I can understand anyone, if you want to go to Dallas, because Dallas has CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb is, granted, he's so young and has a ways to go, but he's a threat. You can't just leave yeah. CeeDee Lamb one-on-one. If you double him, and then you get, guess what, you got OBJ over there. And you can't double OBJ because then that leaves CeeDee Lamb. So I get that. Yeah. Buffalo I get, too. They've got Stephon Diggs. You can't sit there and just double-team either or because or, you're going to get burned by the other. So it yeah. makes sense. But the Packers doesn't yeah. make a lick of sense, bro. My bad. I mean, I'm just saying. It just doesn't make a lick of sense. I can see because ta- you're going to play with the talent of Aaron Rodgers. But you are in go- you're going to get shut down by oh, all the defenses. Yeah. Because they're going to just double the crap out of you because they're going to dare him to throw it to somebody else. And he doesn't like to be dared because he's protective of the ball. He doesn't like to throw ball into trouble, so he's obviously not going to throw it to you. And then he's going to have to go throw it to somebody else he doesn't trust. Yeah. And we already know how that is. He really doesn't trust his players now as it is. So we'll, it's, it is what it is. And I can see why San Francisco does have the interest. Debo Samuel, OBJ, and Christian McCaffrey. Good luck stopping that three-headed monster. Yeah. But just don't do it to me, Odell. Don't do me like that, bro. Right. Don't do me like that. Go anywhere else. Anywhere else. Go to Pittsburgh. He needs a receiver. Uh, they're probably not even in the running, but that would be cool. We need a receiver, though. We do. Deontay Johnson, Pickens, and OBJ. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Kenny Pickett, you have, now you have everything to go try to prove now, Pickett. Exactly. Go try to prove yourself now, Pickett, because you got three dangerous players there. That would be fun to watch. It would be. Or watch to pick it fail. We'll have to see what happens. But we probably won't get that. It's more likely going to either be the Bills, the Cowboys, the Niners, or return to the Rams. Or, they said, possibly return to the Giants. But again, Giants don't have that true other receiver that can match up, which is why I don't see him returning to the Giants. Other than the fact because maybe he feels... That they respect him more, I guess, than they did the first time around. And maybe that's where he wants to retire. Who knows? It could be, but I'm just saying. It, it, I, I just don't see it though, because again, why would you go somewhere where you're going to be the number one and no one else can really be a number two? If you had a legitimate number two, or you could be the number two, like CeeDee Lamb is a more legitimate number two than he is currently a number one at this point in his career, which is why I could see it. Which is why I could see Buffalo because you have a legitimate number one. Which is why I can see the Rams, again, because you have a legitimate number one. The Niners technically do have a legitimate number one. Because I have the, my team can't stop Debo Samuels to save her freaking life. So. Debo? Yeah, Debo Samuels. Debo? Debo. 
Not Tebo. I know. Debo. <laughs> Debo. From Friday. Yes, I know. <laughs> That's why they named him that. Nickname it. But anyway, so yeah. Just don't do me like that. Just don't do me like that. I swear. Go to the Cowboys. I'd rather you go to the Cowboys. Just don't do me like that. One year for the Cowboys, and then and then you'll leave them again because they'll suck in the playoffs like they always do. There's so, that. So, <laughs> and then you can go anywhere else and get a multi-year deal. Because yeah, here's the thing. He's probably going to have to get a one-year prove-it deal anyways, whether he goes back to Los Angeles, goes anywhere else, because they got to make sure his knee holds up through the rest of the year. So. Yeah. Whew, that was a fun one, wasn't it? Definitely was, dude. So we'll be back again with Sports Talk. we got some more baseball to talk about. The off-season hot stove is already brewing and going and getting exciting already. we got some basketball to talk about. And finally, I know we kind of hit on this a little bit, but the rumors keep building up that somebody on the Lakers could also be traded besides Russell Westbrook. And it was the one who I was not really thrilled to get in the first place. So, and that was besides Westbrook because I wasn't thrilled to get him either. So, it was someone else that we already kind of discussed. So, and they've already mentioned who they're interested in because they're not wanting to do the Indianapolis deal anymore. So, I'm like, or Indiana deal. Sorry, they're the Indiana. Indianapolis is the Colts. I keep forgetting that. There you go. There you go. Yes, sir. So we'll have that. And, of course, we'll have wrestling talk next week. we got to talk about something that happened on this past Monday Night Raw. And if anything new happens um, tonight on SmackDown or on Monday Night, well, of course, we'll cover that. If it's kind of groundbreaking. If it's some good, yeah. Because we already have something that was kind of groundbreaking. Actually, we had yeah. two things on Monday Night Raw that were kind of newsworthy to talk about. Oh, yes. I don't know if you heard about it, but we'll tell you about it on wrestling. There's the camera. Wrestling talk. We're used to it being over here. <laughs> it's over there. <laughs> All right, guys. So that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep on talking sports. Hey, everyone. This is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sportstalk, W I T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now.